There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're back with the Tom Bernard Show without Tom Bernard with Catherine Brandt. Tevin Pittman. Cassie Schrader. <laughs> and Andy Brandt Bernard. We'll just do it opposite. Are we that. taking a little break before the guest? Yes, we got like Okay, we have a special guest, Dr. Kelly Harding, and Mm -hmm. we'll be talking about her book, The Rabbit Effect, right after these messages. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. A justice flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Cassie's going to intro the book for us. Yes, we have uh, Dr. Kelly Harding. She has the book, The Rabbit Effect, Live Longer, Happier, and Healthier with a Groundbreaking Science of Kindness. Yeah, discover an eye-opening and proactive new way to look at our health based on latest groundbreaking discoveries in science and compassion, kindness, and human connection. How are you doing, Dr. Kelly Harding? 
Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on. I was just looking through your bio, too. This is Catherine. I like this. Patients who are biologically healthy but feel ill. That sounds like me sometimes. <laughs> like, I feel sometimes when I'm, like, under a lot of stress, mm-hmm. I just feel crappy. Yeah. It's cortisol working for you. That's cortisol working for me. Is that what you're talking about, Dr. Harding? Yeah, so, so that's exactly it. Um, and, you know, we see that to different extremes sometimes, and it's something that all of us experience. Um, and then the flip side of that is that, you know, just by virtue of having human bodies, things will go wrong. So all of us will experience diseases. And the question is, you know, how can we continue to thrive with that despite, you know, what may come? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a friend of mine's a doctor, and he has his brother, and he said his brother is convinced that he has some sort of really big medical problem. He's like, I have something really wrong with me. And his brother put him through every test in the world. He's like, you are healthy. Mm-hmm. And his brother is convinced that there's something wrong with him because he feels like there's something wrong with him. He doesn't feel well. Mm-hmm. Could that be, is that more of a psychological issue or what do you think about that? Well, so it's funny. So I actually at Columbia did an entire fellowship based on essentially that, looking at these sort of medically unexplained symptoms that when, you know, when we look at blood work and imaging and everything else that medically or at the exam that it checks out, you know, when people still aren't feeling great and trying to function but not having success. So that led me to look at sort of what are we missing when it comes to our health. And, you know, the answer kind of came down to some rabbits that led me on this, uh, on this whole field of study uh, that looks at how our social world impacts our health. And so it's actually really exciting because, you know, it means that we need to be thinking beyond just our bodies ourselves when it comes to our health. We need to be looking at our social environment as well because sometimes the clues to why we're not functioning and feeling well have to do with things like our stress levels and what's happening in our homes and our workplaces. And it really affects us physically. I think that's the important thing to keep in mind. And to my understanding, stress can make you stronger, but distress can lead to, like, disease. And that would be extreme stress can be considered distress, right? Yeah, so exactly. So in the rabbit effect, I talk about how, you know, there's stress is just a part of life. It's something we all have to learn to navigate. And there are ways to do it, you know, that are more adaptive and ways that are less adaptive. And so the thing is, um, you know, there's lots of evidence that sort of toxic stress is not great for our bodies. In fact, um, toxic stress during childhood that can be associated with trauma can actually have lifelong consequences, not just for our mental health, but our physical health as well, cutting across all diseases. So it's this interplay between the mind and body that is so incredibly fascinating. And we need to be talking about because, you know, especially when it comes to childhood trauma or what we call ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, you know, every other person you pass on the street has a history of an ACE. So it's something that is a part of our society. And it's sort of like almost like what smoking was back in like the 1930s or 40s. It's everywhere, but we're not paying attention to how that impacts our health. That's interesting because I feel like there's um, a lot of toxic social anxiety today just with the news and social media and everybody's so judgmental and anti this and anti that Mm -hmm. and whatever you're doing, it's wrong because I don't like it. And that just I think it's just wearing on us as a society. 
Oh, absolutely. And so that actually added to the fuel of why this felt like such a critical message to get out to people, because, you know, there are decades of data, again, of public health showing that how we treat each other in our communities and workplaces makes all the difference to our health. And when I say how we treat each other, it's with kindness and dignity, because, you know, conflict is actually a part of kindness. And learning to navigate conflict in a way that's respectful of the other person involved, looking more at the problem. Problem is actually, you know, a skill that we all continue to build throughout our lifetime. So give us some examples on how we can help ourselves. Sure, absolutely. So I think, um, you know, probably the most important thing, because it really comes down to, you know, we can talk about sort of how to do change on like a systems level, but it really comes down to each of us taking responsibility for health outside, like in, you know, just again, in our homes where you have the most sort of say, um, in our neighborhoods, our friendships. So, you know, probably a big one that I would say is, you know, loneliness has been something that's been talked about a lot. It turns out it's as significant a risk factor for our health as well-established risk factors like smoking 15 cigarettes a day, you know, high Mm. blood pressure, drinking a lot of alcohol, among other things. So, you know, keeping in mind if we experience loneliness, sort of what can we do to try to reach out to other people? So one of my favorite recommendations and social prescriptions to give to people is to volunteer, find something that you're interested in um, and go for it, you know, show up, talk to the other people that are doing it. Cause it turns out volunteers live longer and it helps combat loneliness when you're engaged in something that brings you life purpose. I think that's really good advice. Cause I'm seeing, you know, my, uh, my parents are, older (laughs) much they're they're getting way up there and they're pretty isolated right now and i'm seeing their level of depression get worse and um well of course that it's hard with somebody in their 90s you don't know if it's just system failures just because of age or if it's system failures because of isolation and loneliness like you're talking about well you know part of it is there And this is important because I think, you know, especially, you know, with an aging population thinking about this, it turns out having a sense of purpose and usefulness, you know, really feeling that you have something to contribute is critical to health. And there are these really fascinating studies that show that people, even with a diagnosis of Alzheimer's, do better when they have and they function better and show less signs or excuse me, they show less symptoms of the disease, even if on autopsy after they die, they have high burden of disease, meaning they show lots of sort of physiological changes associated with with Alzheimer's. So there's something health protective about feeling you have a purpose. So, you know, if you're caring for somebody, if you're an older person, you know, part of it is sort of like trying to think about how can you contribute? And sometimes it can be, you know, whatever works with your life, whether it's, you know, reaching out to other people that, you know, one of the up sense of technology is we have lots of opportunities to do that now. Um, So reaching out to other people, we can also think about, you know, if we are caring for someone, what could we try to engage them in so that, you know, that they have a job that they feel useful because it turns out that that really has this powerful impact on our health and our immune system. I think that that's really great advice because, I mean, I remember there was a study God, what was it? It was it was about a, a group of nuns that were. Do you do you know what one I'm talking about? There it was a group of nuns, and they 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 had they 
donated their brains to science after they died, and they were looking for markers for um, dementia. And this group of nuns were very active in um, the community and in social programs. And even when their brains showed signs that they should have had dementia, they didn't have any symptoms of dementia. And they think it's because they had this sense of purpose. Absolutely. And isn't that exciting? Because I think, you know, our sense of purpose is something that we're all working on our whole life. And so one of my favorite also social prescriptions is to learn something. So, you know, we have, there's so much evidence that education is beneficial for health. And it doesn't necessarily mean formal education. It can also mean, you know, just lifelong learning. So, you know, you can, at your, our local libraries across the country also offer classes. You can do a lot of um, universities will offer classes you can drop in on for low cost. There's online courses now. So there are ways to engage your brain and get you thinking about how you can contribute. And I, as a doctor, feel every single person has a story and something to contribute. And I think there's so many neat ways to do that. It's just sort of like recognizing that it's important to our health and then going for it. Okay, so I'm sorry. <clears throat> I just about sneezed. <laughs> I was about Bless to you. say I just about sneezed. I got a little allergy thing going on. Okay, well, anybody have any questions? Well, like, uh, you know, uh, with my, you know, I have Crohn's disease and rheumatoid arthritis. And every day I'm having an issue with something, whether it's chronic pain or, you know, having stomach issues. I literally look at myself in the mirror and I just say, not today and I kind of get it in that mindset that I'm not going to let it affect me and I and I have done this where I have physically meditated my mm-hmm. pain away that's amazing that's amazing I know wow. like I just picture the pain dissipating and going away and sometimes it still lingers a little bit but it lessens it's and I don't think it's my mind getting rid of the pain I'm getting rid of all the junk that's causing my pain to increase whether it's um you know, stress, stress mm-hmm. you know, because there's times where I'll be fine. And then like, as soon as I get home and like, let's say the kids are fighting or, or you know, I have a ton of stuff to do, mm-hmm. I can feel that pain just seeping back. Sure. So I, I do think your environment plays a lot of part of how you feel day to day, whether you have a chronic mm-hmm. illness or not. Sure. Oh, yeah. Right. You yeah, know, because I, I have migraines and the last month has been incredibly stressful. And I, I don't know how many Imatrexes I was popping like mm-hmm. constantly. And because, you know, just that's just how your body responds to things. Yeah. So I, I, right. I, I try and I try and every morning tell myself not today. I'm not going to let it get to me today. And it and it, it helps me. It keeps me in that. You know, I do have my days, though. So where... you need to tell your kids that, the, you know, the kindness effect is what you need, and they all need to be kind to you and <laughs> yeah. not fight when you get right. home. But the laundry should be done, and everything. <laughs> you'll feel well, so much stress, better. Stress is a huge factor with Crohn's disease. Sure. You know, the higher yeah. stress levels can really affect your, your gut. Absolutely. You know, so I try and... You know, but I do have my days where it gets to me and mm-hmm. I want to be in bed all day or whatever, but I do push forward. But yeah, I really do think your environment and the kindness that people can show you, not, not really babying you or, you know, I don't like, I don't like it when people feel sorry for me. No, I don't, well, that's, I don't right. think that's what she's no. talking about, right? Yeah, Doctor? 
but you know, if if they show compassion and kindness to you, you feel like you're not alone. You don't have that yeah. depression. Or just effect. having, yeah, having some support, mm-hmm. just some support. Let me help you out it, with. It does really yeah. help you get through the day, especially if you're dealing with chronic illnesses, whether it's cancer, uh, autoimmune diseases, uh, you know, heart issues, stuff like that. It really helps when you have a family or a support group around you mm-hmm. to help you through. So. And we don't have to. I'm so glad you shared that because it's absolutely true. We just do better as human beings. We're social creatures. Mm-hmm. And it's such a critical part of our health to feel that people have our backs, that they're going to be there for us when we have our bad days and our bad moments. And um, it's what a gift. And so, you know, for those people that are listening, the idea is do what you can to try to improve someone else's day. And, you know, that's the nice thing about kindness is boomerangs back to you. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we all did that, what a, what a, more welcoming place we would be so that way we could deal with the real issues that come up and real problems i i call it that i want my mommy effect like every time i don't feel <laughs> good and you, even yeah. as an adult when you're not feeling good that is like the first thing that will pop in my mind is i want my mommy you know <laughs> mothers they would take care of you when you Absolutely. were sick and you didn't have you. worries you'd feel like crap right. with the flu but yeah. your mom would hold you mm-hmm. and you know just kind of take care of you you'd feel so much better absolutely so oh my gosh absolutely actually you know there's some great data about how people actually do better with hugs in terms of you know the uptake of the flu vaccine since we are entering flu season um and also that um even when you get a cold apparently hugs help reduce the length of the cold so and like a really nice squeeze from somebody you love just makes you feel so good and it's really cool to know that there's this neuroprotective effect too that seems to be going on with and now that we're understanding more about our neuroimmune system and how our emotions can really affect our physical health. That's a great talk. Thank you, Dr. Harding, for talking to us about your new book, The Rabbit Effect, Live Longer, Happier, and Healthier with the Groundbreaking Science of Kindness, available on Amazon, I'm guessing? Yes. Oh, yeah. And actually, I'll be in Minneapolis at Modern Well on 919, which I'm really excited about. It's a really lovely organization. At um, 7 p.m., it looks like, is the talk. Wonderful. So please come join me. This is a really an ongoing community conversation, and I'm so delighted to get the opportunity to talk with readers in Minneapolis. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great day. Okay, you too, and keep up the good work. Health distress <laughs> is not a mini- is at a minimum today. Thank you very much, you <laughs> too. You. And we'll Bye. take a break. We'll be right back. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me, too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. 
Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. And we're back once again. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like Tom's going to join us at all. No, no it certainly no. does not. Oh, well. We can do what this without him. Yeah. Who needs Tom Bernard on the Tom Bernard show? <laughs> no. it's, a, it's called the family now. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting. Uh, well, I was absent for the last couple of weeks due to getting the house ready again to put on the market and dealing with contractors and such and having the cold from hell. Oh, it's going around. Oh, I've my had, God, was I sick. I had two kids down. I had my youngest, Max, who had a fever, and he was just all gross and congested, and he started throwing up, too. Oh. And it, it never fails the first week of school. Yeah. Right. As never, soon as, yeah, oh. as soon as they all, all get those into it. wet nose kids mm. all in the same little area. And, yeah, oh, it's that, and they don't, you know, they don't use tissues, and they cough, and they sneeze all over the place, and it's just like, I guess the reason why we get such bad cold epidemics and flu epidemics is because of that drier air. Mm-hmm. Every time somebody... If you sneeze in dry air, it goes like another hundred mm-hmm. miles. <laughs> if there's some humidity, it kind of right, contains yeah. it into a certain area. It's so as like soon as napalm. it dries, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. Oh, I know. And I'm, and I was, I was freaking out because Dave left for France with the two girls on this past Saturday for his Darkness Radio event. So I'm like going around the house sanitizing everything because I didn't want them to get sick right before they were leaving for France. No. And so, yeah, it was hectic for me last, you know, the first week back to school dealing with sick kids and then trying to prevent other people from getting sick in the house. Yeah, I... Yeah, I was supposed to go down and see my mother who had a very bad episode. She was in the hospital and Mm. maybe would have, should have, could have died or whatever, but she she made it and... but. I didn't find out for three days because that's how my family is. I just love that. Mm-hmm. Didn't contribute to my stress level at all. <laughs> thanks but for I telling did. me. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Thanks. Thank you. That was just wonderful. Uh, Anything I can do to help? Too late now. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was I had, I had scheduled to go down and see them that Wednesday and I think Thursday. And Wednesday, also I got this sore throat. And then the next day I woke up and I'm like, I am sick. It came on that fast, mm-hmm. not even like a little, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, I think I might be not sick. Not a little tickle yeah. for a couple of days. No, mm-hmm. it was just like, you are sick. And then I thought I was getting better. As a matter of fact, I was going to make plans to see them again last week. Saturday felt really pretty good. Sunday, I was like, I have to go to bed. I'm mm-hmm. sick as hell again. 
and yeah. Yeah, it's been lingering now. This is like ten days, eleven days. I think Jeez. it's a combination. Though there was a there is a virus going around, and but I also think it's a combination of allergies as well. Because right now, oh the, for sure, the leaves are starting to die, oh, so yeah. they're releasing all that. Right now, my allergies. Are, yeah, this is my always allergies the time of year where yeah. my allergies yeah. are horrible. Yeah, I brought on. I brought out all the weapons for <laughs> allergies, every single thing. I'm taking it all. For, you're ready for combat, huh? Yeah, I'm doing MSM. I'm doing Surtec. I'm doing the flow days. I'm doing everything because otherwise I'm miserable. But that this was a different sort of thing. It's really tight. You didn't have any body aches. I don't think it was a flu. Mm-hmm. It was just. <clears throat> yeah, there's you didn't a, have a fever, it wasn't the flu. I did. I, ha- I had a little bit of a fever a couple mm-hmm. of days. Yeah, my, my son had a 102 temp. And there's a lot of kids Yikes. now. It, it's still progress. It's going through the schools. So sure. we've been missing kids at football practice because they're sick now and stuff like that. So yeah, there's a there's a bug going around for sure. Yeah, because I really really want to go see my mother, but you know it's like I can't bring a virus down there. Yeah. yeah. In her weekend state. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sit there in a hazmat suit talking to her. That would be fun. God, I know it. It. But like I said, it never fails. And, of course, all the kids come home, and then they give it to the adults, and then the adults go to work, and then they give it to all their co-workers. Well, the only th- good thing is I remember being really getting, getting two, three colds a year when the kids would go back to school, when they were little. And then all of a sudden, I think when they were about in fourth or fifth grade, I didn't get a cold for 20 years. Because, yeah. I mean, you get that immune system so built up because they're dragging every virus home. Mm-hmm. And they learn to wash their hands by then, I hope. And cough into their sleeve and mm-hmm. maybe oh. yeah, use not a just tissue. Sneeze and just yeah. projectile everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know that's my seven-year-old. He's just like, yeah, shit right in my face. I see I'm like, people Thanks. do that all over the place. Grown people mm-hmm. just sneezing in, you know, not covering anything up in Target. <laughs> I always feel like, you know, yeah. what the hell's wrong with you, man? I know. <laughs> I know, yeah, but my my seven year old, he'll just take his hand and just wipe his nose with oh. it. I'm like, gross. The allergic salute they call that. Yes, or he'll use his shirt. That's well, that's a little just, better, yeah. maybe. <laughs> and I'm like, really, really. Maybe we need to go back to the days of everybody carrying handkerchiefs. Yeah, remember those? My dad no. still does. Does he, he really? A, he has a, He calls mm. it a snot rag. Uh, he carries it. Pretty. So gross. Hot, I know, right? Well, that's basically what it is. Yeah. Oh, but. The problem with a handkerchief is there's nowhere I want to put it after it's done. No. <laughs> it's like I'm not putting that in my pocket. That's gross. But I'm like I'm just gonna save it for later and use yeah. it without washing <laughs> it. No, wash that's gross it. again. Yeah, maybe you need to have a little handkerchief purse. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But then that'll get gross. Well, they do sell these gross. things, you know, where they're travel size Kleenex packets. Yes, people mm-hmm. buy yep. those. Usually... Put them in your car. Put them in your purse. I, like I, I almost always carry one of yeah. those. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm always like, uh, you think I just sneezed all over? I think I should wipe myself down. Mm-hmm. So disgusting. Oh, I have multiple hand sanitizer bottles. I have one in my car. I have one in my backpack. I always have one in my purse. No, it's like we're all becoming germaphobes, but it's kind of like you have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Like every time I go to the store, and I have to be careful too because of my Crohn's and stuff because my immune system is compromised. So oh, that's right, yeah. I have to make sure, like during flu season, you know, if if we're having a bad epidemic here in Minnesota, I will go into places with a mask on. Really? Yeah, because I, you know, because that could really that could put me in the hospital if I'm not careful. And I, I like 
I start chewing vitamin C and just get everything I can to keep the, my immune system up. So in case I do get something, it has some type of, you know, something to help right. protect it and fight it, at least something, you know. So. Wendy is sending me a picture. These colds are why I carry one of these. Oh, yeah. An, oh, an Ecolab. Yeah, gel she, hand sanitizer. She works that must for be Ecolab. serious stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, every time I go to the doctor's office, I see the Ecolab foam hand sanitizer. That's the thing. stuff that turns your hands like white from dryness. It just oh, destroys it your skin. I know. It's very dry. But, man, that stuff is convenient. I Every time I go to the doctor's office, I'm squirt, squirt, and then just foam, foam, foam up. But, you know, yeah. Yeah, Wendy works for Ecolab. So. Oh, that's uh, what you do. Yeah. All these years. <laughs> I thought you just baked. lots of baking she she moonlights as a baker but um, no I got this interesting story that just popped up in my feed Um, I don't even know what I would do if I caught this fish and brought it up to the boat I think I would probably scream and then cut my fish line because I would not want to bring this in the boat but this fisherman catches this strange dinosaur like creature where Um, let me see I I didn't really see where it said in here but uh you think that would be key information in right. a story? Yeah, because I wouldn't want to swim in a lake or any type of uh, yeah. no. body of water with this thing. It, it looks like a Pokemon gone wrong. I, <laughs> you know, um, It says, a fisherman was shocked when he reeled in a bizarre alien-looking creature from the water. The strange animal had a large, <clears throat> bulbous eyes that made it look like something truly out of this world. And I'll post a picture of this on a... Social media said Oscar Lundahl nearly jumped out of his fishing boat when he pulled this strange creature into the boat. The Sun reports photos of the fish revealed its large eyes and comparatively small body. So if you want to, I know this is radio. So imagine a fish with an eel-like tail. It looks like a carp body, but the eyeball is literally taking up the whole side of its head. That's what this yeah, thing looks like. The probably like three, four inches in diameter. Oh, this was in Norway. Yeah. Uh, oh, Norway. They'd probably eat it there. <laughs> we don't have to yeah, worry about it. Yeah, it's delicacy. probably a delicacy. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's, what they call breakfast fish. Lundahl, a fishing guide at the Nordic Sea Angling, was reportedly fishing for blue halibut off the mm, coast of halibut. the island in Norway when he made the catch. He was apparently fishing at 2,600 feet of water at the time. So Jeez. this is one of those deep That's sea deep, yeah. creatures that... Yeah. So they say he almost jumped out of the boat until he realized there's probably more of those fish in the water, so he stayed in the boat. So he had big pointy teeth. It says Lundahl claims that due to the extreme extreme change in pressure, the oh, it's called a ratfish. That's what this fish ah, is called, a ratfish. That's great. Didn't survive the experience, not wanting to waste it. He claimed that he took it home, fried it up. Despite its ugly appearance, he said it was really tasty. He said it tasted a little bit like cod, but tastier. Oh. So, he yeah. ate that thing. He ate. <laughs> no, thank you. Wouldn't you take that to like? So that is that a fish that people knew about, or is this some new species that he discovered? He just ate like the last of this. <laughs> yeah, so they might have wanted to dissect it. And well, it says here the fish is apparent. Apparently, the ratfish is a relative of the shark that was reportedly dates back three hundred million years ago. Oh, so. And they live in deep water, apparently a very rare cot. So it's a very, very Catch. primitive fish. Well, so yeah. maybe you'd want to keep that and give it to the local scientists. I don't know. Well, I'm <laughs> sure they're Fry just, it up they're and eat it. They're, they're least concerned. They're not, like, endangered at all. 
There's plenty oh. of them. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. Okay. I was gonna say that he just like eat like one of the last hundred of these ratfish that nobody's <laughs> yeah. seen. Well, we don't have the to worry about ever fish. running into one of those because first of all, you're never gonna swim at 2,600 feet. No, you would die. <laughs> and, okay. I mean, you might see one in a submarine. Well, one we do have Kostaki on the line. What? Oh. It is what, Monday. Uh, Wait, it's not Tuesday. What are you today? doing? On the line? <laughs> Although it was a hell of a game last night, Kostaki. Oh yeah, it was great. I mean, it was a great ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, not for Vikes fans. I don't even know what the uh, yeah. Falcons did. What, what happened? Julio yeah, they're, Jones they're, like they're, what was fifty-three yards or something on the last play of the game. Yeah, it wasn't the last play, like but it was a key play. It was yeah. a late game play, fourth down and three, and they went for they, you know, they got over fifty yards in the score. It's beautiful. Nice, beautiful. Yeah, we don't have Tom today, so you're gonna have to put. No, up Tom. There. I was gonna give him a hard time. What the Vikings win? He can't wait to rub it in. They lose. He doesn't show up for work. <laughs> That's exactly what, what he does. He's ashamed. I he is ashamed. Somebody hurt his feelings, you know, I, so he didn't come. I, I to the literally looked this today. up because I wanted to give him a hard time about it. He texted me last week, like you had to get up at ten in the morning for this crap, right? About the <laughs> Vikings Falcons game, and we kind of had a text thread. The only other time we've ever texted was in 2017 for my birthday. Well, you do realize. <laughs> He just learned how to text in 2017. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just saying, those are the two times he's ever texted me. Yeah. And uh, one time was the Vikings kicking the Falcons out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rub it in. Well, you know, we, it it's hard so to find now somebody worse we're all than even. us. Everybody's one and one. Now who's, now who's high and mighty, huh? Exactly. Uh, yeah, that we're was, all back to even. That was bad. Although... I told Tevin, I saw a news article that the Minnesota Vikings is the only team to have a touchdown taken away due to an offensive pass interference call. Yeah. So we have that going for Somebody us. Just paid off ah, on that that's one. Nice. <laughs> <I know>. That's <laughs> nice. Oh, I think the Vikings are set up to have a good season. I think I think both of our teams will be bearable to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Not if they play like they did yesterday. Resounding endorsement. That's sort of a floor as a fan. Well, well I thought I was. I thought my team was way below that the first week, so now I feel oh. like, okay, right. it'll be all right. We'll, we'll at least be fun to watch these guys. Okay. But uh, there is a team that won't be fun to watch. Uh, what do you call a group of dolphins? Um, losers. <laughs> 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 oh, poor the Dolphins yes. lost forty-three to nothing. Ouch! Last week they lost fifty-nine to ten. Ouch! <laughs> wow! Uh, what has happened? Dolphin highlights should be set to Benny Hill music. <laughs> it might be the worst team in the history of the NFL. No. It, it really could be. We're, they're they're angling that direction. We'll oh, see no. what happens. That's terrible. Um, here's an old reference. You know, I like the old reference jokes. It was easier to watch Dukakis tank. <laughs> Huh? Dukakis in the tank? Anyone? Anyone under 50. Anyone. <laughs> Anyone? Yeah. That's right. 50 is the cutoff for that joke, I think. You're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm 49. I'm in under the oh, wire. Oh, yeah. You're just the <laughs> I, think, I think you're right, though. This entire Dolphins team should be relegated to the XFL. It's, it's ugly. Yeah. Owning Dolphins season tickets should be considered a warning sign for depression. <laughs> <laughs> The Dolphins tickets should come with Prozac or something. <laughs> <laughs> the second Prozac joke of the yep. day. Oh, that's Is that Monday. right? It's Monday, that's why. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's some good marketing right there. Right. It's a Monday, have a yeah, Prozac. that's right. It's probably healthy, right? Yeah, you're going to need cheese. this after the game. Right. Right, right. Name the stadium after it, yeah. 
the Super Bowl halftime show should just be Dolphins players and coaches reading handwritten apologies. <laughs> oh, God, they're bad. <laughs> they really are bad. Um, ironically, the Dolphins are catfishing their fans. They, they said in their online profile they were an NFL team. I, I don't think they are. <laughs> they used an old picture or something. Oh, gosh. Oh. Uh, we also had some traditional rivalries this weekend, Raiders-Chiefs, Vikings-Packers, mm-hmm. and, of course, Saints-Referees. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the refs must be sinners because they hate the Saints. Oh, my goodness. So there's a and you know why it's so hot in New Orleans right now? No. Uh, no breeze. No Drew Brees. Uh-huh. Knocked out of the game. Enter Teddy Bridgewater. As I've always said, Teddy Bridgewater should be the nickname for Ted Kennedy. Didn't we get rid of um, him? Yeah. <laughs> A concerned Drew Brees went to see a hand specialist today. I was like, hand specialist? Was that Louis C.K.? No! (laughs) Yeah! That was a good one. At least Louis C.K. would probably ask permission. (laughs) Yes. Well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't wait for the answer, but he would ask the question. <laughs> Do you mind? I'm just doing this. Just go with it. Pardon me. Pardon me, uh, <laughs> Robert Kraft said, "Hand specialist. I got a couple of referrals." For you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God. Uh, Big Ben got hurt too. The good news: a broken clock is still right twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Big Ben is the perfect nickname for him. Tall, old, and not much without the bell. All right. <laughs> Jokes, everybody. Ageism. Uh, <laughs> Sunday in Oakland was the last ever NFL game on a baseball diamond. That's kind of an end of an era, huh. right? Because mm-hmm. they've been playing on the same field as the A's, and now the oh, season's over, and right. so they're going to fix it. And next year they're going to be gone, and they were the last team that had that situation. Mm-hmm. You know? um, it should be the last ever game in Miami, too, but that's a different issue. <laughs> um, I say go with it. Have more games on baseball diamonds and soccer fields and hockey rinks, right? Why hockey. not? Put the Giants out there. Make it fun to watch them. <laughs> uh, well, Kostaki, we got to take a quick break. But we, is that right? we do. Yeah, Shoot, we do. we're two minutes past. Oh, we're fine. But yeah, we'll just come back with some more quick snaps and have some making fun of football players because that's my favorite pastime to do. So we'll be right, right back after this quick break. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me, having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from clients submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the Nutramost weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. 
For those of under 80, this is the Benny Hill music well, that he's referring to. It's pretty famous, actually. <laughs> We're back with Kostaki. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it was like watching football yesterday. It was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> is that tune called Yakety Sack? Yes, it is. Is that right? Yep. I can't believe you know that. <laughs> I, I, You're only 49. No, nobody knows that. That's why I said Betty Hill music. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Kirk Cousins, my goodness. He played so badly, you think it was a playoff game. What happened? Uh, yeah, I know. God. He couldn't hit the side of a barn yesterday. It's just... Well, that's a team that's got a good defense and a good running game. They're not built to be playing from behind, right? That's you know that's the problem. Yeah. Minnesota Minnesota's more uncomfortable playing from behind than Mike Pence. <laughs> 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 uh, what else happened in the news? Antonio Brown scored. Um, the good news: it appeared to be consensual. Miami. Was <laughs> Good. That is good. That's very good news. <laughs> Antonio has a new number. He went from 84 to 17 in approval rating. Oh. Uh, just on the jersey. <laughs> when I read this week that Antonio Brown was practicing, I thought, practicing what? Being a normal person? Uh, he needs more <laughs> practice. Uh, is there a jugs machine for learning how to be a grown-up or something? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then he said, jugs machine. All right. <laughs> uh, off Sam Darnold is out for several weeks with mono. Well, we know he didn't get it from kissing any trophies. Mono. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the kiss and Mono means one. Yeah, I didn't think anybody out of high I school know, right? got that or college. I haven't maybe. heard about mono in like 30 years. No. I didn't even know it was still a thing. Yeah, I thought we eradicated mono. <laughs> right. No. I once thought I had mono. It turned out I was just lazy. Mono means one, which is the optimistic estimation of how many games the Jets will win without this guy. Oh. Um, it's not looking good for mm-hmm. them. So, yeah, so uh, uh, I think that's the closer. Oh, that was it? <laughs> Come on. Was... <laughs> well, here's something funny. The Jets and the Browns are playing tonight. I wonder what's going to happen. Mm. Yeah, somebody's got to win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who do you think it's going to be? I think, the, I think the Browns bounce back and have a great game. Really? Yeah. I think. Okay. That's, that would be the most fun to watch anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if Odell wears another $300,000 watch on the field. I'm curious about that too, actually. He, he said it's last week showboat. he would keep wearing it because it's all about football. Really? Could you just take it off and focus on football? Right, no, yeah, there's no – forget what time it is. Like you got a – like an appointment you need to make sure you're on time for. I know. There's no like reason to have a watch. Kids from soccer yeah. during the game. What are you doing? Stop it. There's a clock on the wall there. You don't stop it. Does that <laughs> does that make fans like him or hate him? I would say it makes a portion of the like probably it's down the middle. Like there's yeah. a lot of people that go like, oh that's cool he's wearing an expensive watch during the game. It could be broken like, so like the very gen- easily. Yeah, like the younger generation, but then you have the older generation that's like, what are you doing? Just I think there most NFL football. fans are pretty blue collar, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's a little off putting to them that he owns a watch that costs more than her home. I would think I so. <laughs> well, one of these refs is going to have to learn how to, you know, pickpocket and <laughs> just, what? I don't know where it went. That's why they're throwing all those flags. <laughs> they're pickpocketing. Come over here. Go, I got to pick up my flag. Uh, yeah. This is crazy. All right, kids. Well, All always right. a pleasure. Uh, where's Tom? What's he doing? Oh, he's on. He's on a very important phone call. Mm. Is he? All right. All right. We'll tell him I missed him. Maybe you better. Him some help I will. I'll tell him. Vikings. 
All right. Thanks, Kostaki. Good to talk All to right, you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, football. Indeed. I know, but Tom, we were... after watching the game yesterday, he was just, he was switching. Okay, so the Twins lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were playing like crap. Mm-hmm. And then he was, so he was flipping between the Vikings and and the Twins, and he's just like, every year. <laughs> I, you know, every single year, I think. That's true, actually. But he, said, he actually said this year, he's like, this year I'm not expecting anything and maybe i won't be disappointed mm-hmm. i've told myself that before <laughs> like no this year is going to be different i'm not gonna get my hopes up we're just gonna coast through and then well, all they have to do is win one game and then, and then you're like yep, okay yep yeah. now here we go That's... we look great and then now we're up here and then there's days like this so. yeah now you just gotta live week by week when it <laughs> right. comes to minnesota vikings mm-hmm. football and or you just have to be a true minnesota and just say i'm just so happy we have a team yes. of any oh, kind yeah, i remember when we were yeah they were about to move the vikings what was it, to la was the threat that they yeah back in the day yeah yeah because they took our basketball team Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah, the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis Lakers. They took that, and then we we're going to take our Vikings, and we held on to them. But, yeah, I can't imagine them sounding a Gellerhorn in, in no. L.A. No. <laughs> that belongs here in Minnesota. That would be very weird. Wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah that wouldn't it, work. They'd have to change it to something else. I don't know what it would be. Well, I mean, but, they kept the Lakers name, and, like, there's no lakes out in L.A. Like, So they would have really. kept the Vikings name yeah. just to be spiteful and then try and get Norwegian culture out in L.A. I don't think it and then, would yeah, work. Yeah, and then with our luck, like, the second the team moves, they win a Super Bowl or something yes, like that. It's like, yes, yes. Yep. But, yeah, you know, um, I, thought, I thought the coaching was fine yesterday in the Vikings game. It just... Like I said, it was Cousins. He was just not on key. There was like it seemed like the every time the ball was snapped, there was the cadence was off. They, they were just not. Didn't they well. just sign him this? He, they signed yeah, him this like year. Two years, two years ago, I believe. Oh, two for eighty-four million dollars. Eighty-four yeah. million, so and he's is... never won anything major. No, like in his record against teams with a winning record is like four and twenty-seven or something outrageous like that. He's had like forty-four fumbles over his career. And, and he's worth eighty four million. It, apparently, like, how much? How much does be, uh, does like a really good foot uh, quarterback? I want to say, who is the highest paid quarterback? I, th- I want to say it was Carson Wentz just got a huge deal. Like Jared Goff just got a huge deal where they're getting like thirty million dollars a year guaranteed type of things. But okay, um, so what, and he's and Cousins is nowhere near like the elite level of quarterback that are all getting paid. But because. When he when his contract was up, he was franchise tagged, so he was on all these one year deals, and so then he had pretty much the pick of where he could go and could make his own demands. And because he came off of kind of a, I'll say an above average year, oh. he was able to kind of demand more money. And the Vikings were in a position where we had no quarterback coming back. We had Teddy Bridgewater who was injured, in Case Keenum who they didn't believe in, and so they overpaid to get Cousins. Because mm-hmm. I want to say the Jets were another team that was interested and we're going to give him a huge deal. Well, here, I got the top six quarterbacks in their pay for this year. Matt Stafford is at 29.5 mil. For no. a one-year contract? This, we're yeah. one year. Yeah, like, okay. yeah. Yep. And then Kirk Cousins is number two at 29 million. Andrew Luck plays for the Indianapolis Colts. Colts is 27.5 mil. Tom Brady is only 27. So Kirk Cousins is getting more money than Tom Brady. What? Does that even make sense to you? No. And then Aaron Rodgers is under Tom Brady at 26.5 mil, and then it's Russell Wilson at 26.2 mil. And Aaron Rodgers, I have to say, he can play football. The guy yeah. can throw a ball. Yeah, he is not, uh, he's he not terrible. He can just throw a ball. It's yeah. right there. He yeah. just 
He just gets it there. Like I said, Kirk Cousins yesterday in yesterday's game had huge, huge mistakes on running the pass plays and not making good judgment because he was throwing it when the receiver had three to four guys on him when he had two other receivers open. Why are you, do, you know? Like I said, I fell asleep twice through the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. Did he run the ball ever? Uh, yeah, he ran it a couple times. He oh. had a fumble that we ended up losing. Oh, uh, dear. So what else did he do? It was a very bad day. We had a couple. I think Diggs had a drop. I think Thielen had a drop. Thielen had like a kicked some dude after one of the plays. Oh. So we had a 15 yard penalty. It was just a bad day just for stupid all crap. Of us. Yeah, sounds yeah. like mm. gotta love Lambeau Field. It is a beautiful stadium. It is. It looks like a really it beautiful is. stadium. It is. And it's always it, and it's always nice when you when you're a Minnesota Vikings fan and you beat the Packers at Lambeau. That is like a huge huge thing. So it was crushing yesterday for us to lose in Green Bay. You know, so hopefully our next go around with Green Bay, they come here and we uh play hard and beat them. Well, you know? since we're supposed to be spreading kindness today, from we'll, our, our we'll talk with our nicely. doctor friend. It will beat you nicely. How about it's, that? It's early in the season. It is. Things yeah. could change. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a long year. And we we could learn terrible. to be a quarterback by next week. Yeah. In the second <laughs> half, I mean, we – or second half. After the first quarter, I mean, they didn't score again. So our defense looked fine other mm-hmm. than the first three possessions. And, I mean, we could run the ball. It's just I love that. Drives. Other than. Other than, <laughs> other than the 21 they gave up within, like – <laughs> the first three drives. Great. Oh, I know. <laughs> I had flashbacks to like the playoffs, forty-one donut against the Giants. I was like, this is I've seen this before. Oh, I know. I was just like, oh, is this how this game's gonna go? And I thought, you know, we were close on taking back, taking it back, but it is a long season. I'd rather get a game like this done and out of the way in the beginning versus toward the end when we're ramping up for playoffs. Because then you start getting nervous. Well, like, and eh. since it is the first game of the year, the first of, you know, maybe there's a little, you know, nerves to be worked out. Yeah, and Just, coming off like where we dominated the Falcons – so now everybody's kind of like, oh, well, this is just going to be easier. We're just going to roll in here. And the Packers mm-hmm. didn't look great week one either. So we kind of maybe overlooked, which is hard to say you're overlooking the Packers. This is their biggest rival. Right. But. Well, and they have a new head coach, too. So yeah. they're they're making adjustments and, Aaron, you know, trying to, you know, have the new head coach gel with Aaron Rodgers, who's a veteran on the field and knows what he wants to do. Sure. So, you, can, you know, they have those things to work out. But one thing that I like about the Vikings and Coach Zimmer is that they're really good at finding the mistakes in the game like yesterday's game. Oh, yeah, game. his adjustments are amazing. They're yes, he's very good at making adjustments. And so when it comes to the next next Sunday, we'll probably look like a completely different team than what we played like last well, week or yesterday. I hope so because right. that was sad. Yeah, it was and we'll we'll help play that we're playing the Raiders, who aren't the greatest. So it'll be a nice bounce back Mm -hmm. for us, hopefully. But I hope they confidence builder. Yeah, I just hope that they're like, oh, the Raiders aren't a great team. We, you know, kind of got it easy this week. I hope they don't do that. I hope they really take what their loss seriously, learn from it, and just you know make the adjustments they need because it is hard. You know, even coaching seventh grade football. You know, we don't get to watch film on the other teams and figure out what what their strong points are, where their weaknesses are. Yeah, you don't have special people watching each section of the game. Yeah, Yeah. so we're making adjustments on the fly, you know. And, like, our last game, it was terrible. My son's (laughs) team. I mean, we our our center 
stepped back and stepped on our quarterback's foot and he went down. I mean, it was like one of those <laughs> games. We played like the Minnesota Vikings last week. Oh, yeah. I think that somebody tripped out. So who tripped over? Oh, one? yeah. Dalvin yeah. Cook tripped over. There was one Dozier's. of Archie. Yeah. One of Archie. <laughs> yeah. Probably, like, feet. there's a good chance that he was going to score because it was like yeah. the whole field was wide yeah. open on the left side. And then he, he trips on somebody's just foot. Just barely tripped over his foot. <laughs> I know. It was just, it was like, of course. Uh, <laughs> never fails. Never fails. But yeah. So hopefully, hopefully next game, Minnesota Vikings will prevail and we can skull all day long. So, who do we play next? I can't even remember. Uh, the Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders. Okay. And that's Sunday, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Should be, okay. I think it's a noon kickoff. And then we play the Bears. Uh, Which, yeah, that'll be a big game. Yeah, that's going to be... What are they supposed to be uh, doing They're this one year? and one. They kind of oh. got screwed over by last night. I think they played the Broncos. I want to say there was a bogus penalty mm-hmm. that they ended up losing in overtime. No, oh. they won it. Sorry. They won a, kicked a game-winning field goal. Uh-huh. They were uh, the beneficiaries of roughing the passer call that shouldn't have been called. Yeah, uh, they, so they won. got to extend the game. Yeah, Bear, yeah. Bears won over Broncos sixteen to fourteen. You know, the Eagles lost to the Falcons, which was kind of shocking to me. I thought that they were going to pull that one off, but yeah. So tonight we got the Browns and we got the Jets. That should be just a fun, entertaining game because the Browns are kind of the joke of the NFL. They're yes, the joke, the joke team. But they are making good strides, and I think eventually within the next two to three seasons, they might be a contender. But who's Kostaki going to pick on then? I know. The Browns still got the Dolphins. There's always they someone. Have, the Dolphins are but the new Browns. But he's been relentless oh. on the Browns for a long Seriously. Time. <laughs> the Dolphins are the new Browns. Oh. And hopefully they'll get to earn a logo, the Browns, because <laughs> the, they don't even have a logo. Well, They're just orange helmets out there. But... <laughs> Well, it's kind of an uninspiring football name, anyway. The Browns. What does that even mean? Well, because it's they're named after they're named after the coach. They had like this legendary Paul Brown coach, like way back in the day, and so they're named after him. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. How is that meaningful? Fifty years later, yeah, it's like the Cleveland Stevens. He just was that. He was that amazing. (laughs) Well, yeah, he was like he was like a pioneer and like a like similar like how they named like Lombardi Trophy after Vince Lombardi. He was like that Ah. level of oh he was influence on the NFL. I see. So yeah, we'll we'll see how it plays out and just you know Vikings fans keep the faith, please. We need it. (laughs) I know it's like every time we lose, everyone's like I'm done with the Vikings and stuff. No, no, just stay with it. It's only game two. And yeah. we move forward to Dad's done with the Vikings every year. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they lose. <laughs> I know, but he did perk up when they had that little rally there. He yeah. was very, he was looking hopeful. Yeah, they'll, they'll make some adjustments. <laughs> the twinkle was in his eye Yeah, a little twinkle for a minute. There's hope, there's hope you know, then, but yeah. Yeah, well, Never. like I said, he's got a, the emotions of a three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he didn't want to go to dinner after yeah, he got I'm dead. not going to go to dinner. <laughs> That is so funny. Yeah, it's so I would have been, I would have been so, I would have been laughing at you. Would have kicked I, me out of the I know, house. I'm just like watching this fiasco. I'm like, what is going on in my house? Oh. I can't take it. What can oh, you okay. do? Well, we're out of time. Mm-hmm. We somehow muddled we through. Yeah, yeah. We'll have Chris and Bert tomorrow, and uh, Kristen, and hopefully Tom will be off the phone by tomorrow. I yeah, and he'll join us. So, all right, all right. Have Thanks a good for day. listening. <laughs> all right.